जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जनवल्लाधारी जय गोपी जनवल्लाभ गिरिवरधारी यशोदानंदन व्रजन रंजन यशोदानंदन व्रजन रंजन यमुनातिरावन यमुनातिरावन चारी राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जनवल्ला गिरीवरधारी जय गोपी जनवल्ला गिरीवरधारी यशोदानंदन व्रजन रंजन यशोदानंदन व्रजन रंजन यशोदानंदन व्रजन रंजन यशोदानंदन व्रजन रंजन यमुनातिरावन चारी यमुनातिरावन चारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंद जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंद जय द्वैत चंद्र जय गौरा भक्त बृंद जय द्वैत चंद्र जय गौरा भक्त जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंद 
jaya jaya shri chaitanya jaya nityananda jaya dvaita chandra jaya gora bhakta binda jaya dvaita chandra jaya gora bhakta binda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Brinda Itai Goranga Haribo 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 Nitai Gora Haribo Nitai Goranga Haribo 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 Nitai Goranga Jaya Jaya Prabhupada 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Jagat Guru Srila Prabhupada Jagat Guru Srila Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Vaishnava Thakur Srila Prabhupada Vaishnava Thakur Srila Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Acharya Thakur Srila Prabhupada Acharya Thakur Srila Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Patita Pavan Srila Prabhupada Patita Pavan Srila Prabhupada Jaya Patita Pavan Jaya Bhakti Vedanta Prabhupada Bhakti Vedanta Prabhupada Jaya Prabhupada 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Gurudev 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 Jaya Jaya Gurudev Jaya Patita Pavan Srila Gurudeva Patita Pavan Srila Gurudeva Jaya Gurudev, 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 Jaya Jaya, Gurudev. Jai Nithai Gaur Pramanande Hari Hari Bol, Jai Om Vishnu Pada Paramahansa Paribraj Vichaji Astotras Tashishimad. His Divine Grace, Srila Bhayacharanarvinda Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Jai Srimad Bhagavad Gita Yatharupa Ki Jai, Jai Grantaraja Srimad Bhagavata Mahapurana Ki Jai, Jai Sri 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 Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai, Jai Sri Sri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai, 
All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories, all glories to Shishi Guru and Goranga. All glories to you, Srila Prabhupada. So Hare Krishna, thank you everybody for coming to the Sunday Feast program. These are challenging times, so it's harder to come to the temple when there's so many issues going around. But that you made an effort to come, you'll be blessed by Krishna unlimitedly. Alright, so today we're going to read from the Srimad Bhagavad Gita, chapter 9, which is entitled, The Most Confidential Knowledge. And today we're reading from text number 14. So let's put our hands together and chant together. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Jaina Tasmei Shri Guruve Nama Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Jaina Bhutale Swayam Rupaha Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeaham Sri Guruho Sri Utapadakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathangvitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitana Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamscha Hey Krishna Karuna Sindhu Deena Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate Taptakanchana Gaurangi, Radhe Vrindavaneshwari, Vrishabhanu Sute Devi, Pranamami Hari Priya, Vanchakalpa Trubhyascha, Kripasandhu Bhyayvacha, Patitanam Pavanebhya, Vaishnavebhya Namo Nama, Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale, Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinamine, Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesh Shunyavadi Paschata Deshutarine Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhara Sri Adi Gaurabhakta Brinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Jai Shumat Bhagavad Gita Tharupa Ki Jai Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Nitai Gaur Pramanande Hari Hari Bo If any of you have your phones here, you might, if you want to, you can turn to chapter 9. Bhagavad Gita, most confidential knowledge, text 14. If you know the verse, you can also repeat after me. Satatam kirtayanto maam. Satatam kirtayanto maam. Yatantascha dhirvrataha. Yatantascha dhiravataha Namasyantascha mambhaktya Namasyantascha mambhaktya Nitya yukta upasate Nitya yukta upasate Satatam kirtayanto maam 
Satatam kirtayanto maam Yatantas cha dhridavrataha Namasyantas cha maam bhaktya Nitya yukto pasate So please repeat after me. Satatam always kirtayantaha chanting maam me yatanta so yatanta cha fully endeavoring also Dhridharataha with determination Namasyantaha cha offering obeisances Mam unto me Bhaktya in devotion Nitya Yuktaha perpetually engaged Upasate worship Translation by His Divine Grace Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Please repeat after me. Always chanting my glories, endeavoring with great determination, bowing down before me, these great souls perpetually worship me with devotion. Thank you. So always chanting my glories, endeavoring with great determination, bowing down before me, these great souls perpetually worship me with devotion, purported by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. The Mahatma cannot be manufactured by rubber stamping an ordinary man. His symptoms are described here. A Mahatma is always engaged in chanting the glories of the Supreme Lord Krishna, the personality of Godhead. He has no other business. He is always engaged in the glorification of the Lord. In other words, he is not an impersonalist. When the question of glorification is there, one has to glorify the Supreme Lord, praising his holy name, his eternal form, his transcendental qualities, and his uncommon pastimes. One has to glorify all these things. Therefore, a Mahatma is attached to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One who is attached to the impersonal feature of the Supreme Lord, the Brahmajyoti, is not described as a Mahatma in the Bhagavad Gita. He is described in a different way in the next verse. The Mahatma is always engaged in different activities of devotional service as described in the Srimad Bhagavatam, hearing and chanting about Vishnu, not a demigod or human being. That is devotion. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu. Maranam, and remembering him. Such a Mahatma has firm determination to achieve, at the ultimate end, the association of the Supreme Lord in any one of the five transcendental rasas. To achieve that success, he engages all activities, mental, bodily, and vocal, everything in the service of the Supreme Lord, Sri Krishna. That is called full Krishna consciousness. In devotional service, there are certain activities which are called determined, such as fasting on certain days, like the eleventh day of the moon, Ikadasi, and on the appearance day of the Lord, etc. All these rules and regulations are offered by the great Acharyas for those who are actually interested in getting admission into the association of the Supreme Lord, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the transcendental world. The Mahatmas, Great souls strictly observe all these rules and regulations and therefore they are sure to achieve the desired result. As described in the second verse of this chapter, 
This devotional service is not only easy, but it can be performed in a happy mood. One does not need to undergo any severe penance and austerity. He can live this life in devotional service, guided by an expert spiritual master, and in any position, either as a householder or a sannyasi, or a brahmachari, in any position, and anywhere in the world. He can perform this devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and thus become actually Mahatma, a great soul. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmei Shri Gurave Namaha Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Pishthaya Bhutale Srimate Tamal Krishna Goswami Hare Krishna. So this is a, um, a very wonderful verse from the middle chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. The middle chapters of the Bhagavad Gita describe devotional service. Devotion means to love with feeling. When someone is devoted to something, it means they not just love what they're doing, but they have very intense feeling about it, a very strong feeling about it. Just like sometimes we see that a spouse is devoted to another spouse. Then that spouse has a lot of feeling about that spouse. Not only that spouse loves the other spouse, but has very, very deep feeling for that spouse. And if something happens to the other spouse, then it affects them even more than what it affected the spouse. Like that. So similarly, in the Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavad Gita is a very rare book. Why? Because often when we read about religion, religion is spoken by some uh, sadhu, some devotee, uh, some saintly person, uh, some religious person, some spiritual person. Rarely do you find a scripture where the Lord himself is speaking. If you read uh, scriptures outside the Vedic scripture, like if you look at Christian scripture or Islamic scripture or... uh, Jewish scripture, you will not see the Lord saying something himself. Now, of course, the Lord's representative is speaking, like Jesus is speaking, and Jesus is also considered Lord because he's an empowered incarnation. But he's not the original supreme personality of Godhead. Only in the Vedas do you see the original supreme personality of Godhead himself speaking. And this is one of those rare circumstances, situations where Krishna himself is speaking, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the original Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is declared to be the original Supreme Personality of Godhead by the greatest of personalities like Lord Brahma. Lord Brahma is the one who created the material world. In the beginning, there was nobody but Brahma. So if we want to say, who is God, we at least have to start with Lord Brahma because there was nobody else there. Only Lord Brahma was there. And if he says that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, there is nobody else who can uh, have any disagreement with that because they were not even around. It was Brahma who brought them around. It was Brahma who actually uh, manifested Lord Shiva. He manifested Lord Ganesh. He manifested everyone. All the great demigods were manifested by Lord Brahma. Every great personality you can think of, Narada Muni, uh, all of them were manifested by Lord Brahma from different parts of his body. That Lord Brahma is saying that Krishna is the supreme personality of God, the the original, before whom there was nobody and who was the first person ever in any reality. Now it is that person who is speaking here in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna himself. And what is he saying? What is his purpose and what is he saying? Here he is saying that the purpose of the life of a great soul, now we are all great souls in this sense, that in chapter 2 of the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna describes that every soul is amazing. Every soul is amazing. So obviously it's amazing, it must be great also, right? But here a little different definition is given to the word great. The word that is given, the the definition is given, is that great souls 
are always thinking of Krishna and always doing things in relationship to Krishna. That is who is called a Mahatma. So the verse starts by saying, Satatam Kirtayantomam. Satatam Kirtayantomam. Satatam means uh, eternally. Uh, Kirtayantaha means to glorify. The word Kirtan means to glorify, to glorify God. So a great soul is always glorifying the Lord like that. And if one is always glorifying the Lord and always doing things to please the Lord, for the glorification of the Lord, because why Why do we love anybody? We love them because we want them to be happy. We want to glorify them. We want to say they're such a great person. Like today, uh, we decided to dedicate today's program for a great person like that. His name was uh, Dil Chaini. And we used to know him here as Bhakti John, as Johnny, Johnny Prabhu. Some of you knew. How many of you knew Johnny Prabhu? Hands up. Okay, good. Good. Wow. Even the younger ones knew Johnny, huh? Nice. Very good. He was such a great person. Even the younger people knew him so well. Because his family members are here now. They just came in, walked in. So, uh, so actually, uh, Whenever he did anything, when he came to this temple, I'm sure outside as well, he had this in his mind that he was trying to do it for the pleasure of Radha Kalachanji. Always trying to please him. And so, this glorification of the Lord can be done in any circumstance. That is what this purport is saying. The purports are the explanation to the verse. In some ways, the purports are more important than the verse itself because the purports explain the verse properly. One may misunderstand the verse, but the purport makes it so crystal clear that there is no question of any doubts or any uh, uh, concerns about what is being said or not being said, any confusion like that. There's no confusion, there's no doubts. It's very clear, crystal clear. That the purpose of life for a great soul is to always glorify Krishna. Now, how does this glorification happen? So Prabhupada says there, in the purport, that one can glorify by chanting the holy names of Krishna, as it says on the board, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. One can also look at the Lord and see what beautiful features the Lord has and what beautiful features his associates have, who have come from the Lord. Radharani came from the left side of Krishna. Krishna in, in, the, in the beginning, there was nobody but Krishna. Krishna says that, Aham evasam evagre nanyad yad sadasat param. In the beginning, there was nobody but Krishna. Then from his left, he manifests Radharani. From his right, he manifests Lord Balaram. These three personalities are all supreme personality of Godhead. Same soul, but three different bodies for three purposes. Krishna's purpose is to indicate that he is the original supreme personality of Godhead. Radharani's purpose is to show how one can glorify Krishna the best. Therefore, she is called Radha. Radha means the best devotee. That's Radha. That's what that word Radha means. And Balaram is the personality who will teach everybody, not just by his example, but by his instructions and his mood, how one can become a nice devotee of the Lord. Therefore, it's called Balaram. Bala means power. And Rama means the one who creates the greatest happiness, the source of the greatest happiness, the origin the origin of the greatest happiness. So like that. So he gives the power of great happiness to people when they do things according to what will please Krishna a lot. Just even please Krishna. A lot is more. And, you know, sometimes we want to do the most. So that happens also. And then, Krishna has many uncommon pastimes, as you can see here on the, on the paintings on the wall. These are some of the pastimes of Krishna. Here, he is taking care of the cows and the calves. And these cows, there's so many uh, groups of cows, there's so many groups of calves, and he knows them all by their name. And, and to glorify them, he himself chants on the beads their names. He calls out their name because they're the mothers and the mother's children, which means his own brothers and sisters. He considers them like that. Then 
there's another painting on the other side where Krishna is uh, having a picnic with his friends. And it's an amazing picnic because what happens is you see Brahma on the swan in that painting. And Brahma is wondering why everybody is giving so much respect and love to Krishna when I am the person who created the material world. So he decides to kidnap all the cows and all the calves and all the uh, boys at the time and puts them in a cave. And when he comes back, he sees they're all there again. And he's thinking, how could that happen? I just put them in the cave, kidnapped them, put them in a the cave, put huge rocks in the front of the cave so they can't come out. How did they come out? And how can they all be doing the same thing they were doing before I put them there? And he goes back to the cave to see how they escaped. And he sees they're all in the cave. Then he comes back again. This time he comes back. All of them have Vishnu forms. They have four-handed forms. And many, many Brahmas are flying in on their carriers. And some of them have four heads, eight heads, many, many heads like that. Even some with billion heads. And you might have to imagine that. But all bowing down to Krishna. So he's realizing this is not an ordinary personality. This is very unusual personality. So... Krishna does these types of pastimes. The next painting we can see that uh, the gopis are churning the butter and Krishna is trying to figure out how he can steal the butter so that he can eat it. Why does he steal butter? He doesn't have to steal butter. His mother, Mother Yashoda, makes a lot of nice uh, butter products with his, her servants. They're the, she's the queen of the village. She doesn't have any shortage of butter. But it's because the cows decided we're going to go on strike and so when Krishna said, what's up? You know, why are you guys going on strike? The 900,000 of them, by the way. He said, they said, well, you don't drink our milk every day. He said, I do. He said, no, but you don't drink from each and every one of us. So he said, how is it going to be possible for me to drink from 900,000 cows every day? It's going to be tough, you know. So he said, anyway, I'll figure it out. So he decided to put all the milk in one place and then drink from that. So it's all mixed up. So he's drinking everybody's milk, right? All the cow's milk. Cow said, well, that's smart, but that doesn't show us that you love us. So he said, well, I'll turn it into butter and then eat the butter because that'll be even more concentrated, right? They said, well, that's smarter, but it still doesn't prove you love us. So then Krishna says, well, I'll steal the butter from other people's places and eat it. They said, wow, you'll ruin your reputation for us? He said, yes, I'll spoil my reputation for you. I will steal it and eat it. Then they said, wow, that means you really love us. You can go to the extent of not even worrying about your own reputation. So he became known as Makanchor after that. In the next one, we can see that all these nice gopis, they want to marry Krishna because he's so beautiful. He's one of his qualities, he's the most beautiful. So they want to marry him. They want to be, they want him as their husband. And Krishna obviously, uh, uh, doesn't want to marry all of them because there's much more fun to have before marriage than after marriage. For those of you who are married, you know that quite quite well. Uh, sounds like marriage is a great thing, but once you get married, you realize that it's not as free as it is prior to marriage. You have more freedom prior to marriage, let's put it this way. So Krishna is teasing them by stealing their clothes and having them come from and beg for their clothes, things like that. And the next one, he got caught stealing the butter, so Mother Yashoda is punishing him. He's the Supreme Personality of Godhead, yet his mother is punishing him. You can see how powerful the mother must be, right? She can punish the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That must be a very powerful mother. And then the next one again, he's turning cows, but this time you get to see that the cows and the cowherd boys have so many different colors in the world. In, the, in this world, there are also people of different colors. In the spiritual world, there are unlimited colors. Millions and billions of different colors. So they're all... Uh, do their services together. They, they have so much love and attention together. In the next one, it's actually my favorite painting. That's the painting where he's lifting Govardhan Hill at the back here. You can see him lifting Govardhan Hill with his left finger. So it doesn't show that in the painting, but what happened was when he brought all of the people of Vrindavan under the hill, he created many planetary systems below the hill where they actually had seven days of partying in those different planetary systems. This is Krishna. And then this painting here, which is called the Rasalila painting, is considered the best of Krishna's uh, activities. He's having, he's dancing with his friends. And this one shows that Krishna has one form for every person. The painting doesn't quite show it, but you saw, see many Krishnas. 
The idea is Krishna has one form for everybody. So we have our own personal Krishna that loves us completely in the spiritual world. We left that Krishna and came here. Obviously, we're going to have issues. We'll have all sorts of issues. So the idea is, how can we come back to loving Krishna? So we can do that by glorification. So how can we glorify Krishna? I gave you some ideas. You can actually chant Hare Krishna. You can look at the deities and appreciate them and talk to them and pray to them. You can talk about the pastimes of Krishna. How else can you glorify Krishna? Can anybody give some answers? What are other ways of glorifying Krishna? You're going to be very surprised with some of the answers. Anybody? Sorry? You're doing introspection? Or to read about him. Yes, yes, you can read about Krishna. Yeah. Therefore, we have all these books that you can read from. And you read, they're all about Krishna. Every one of those books. So when you read, you're glorifying Krishna too because you come to know how Krishna great, how great Krishna is. Yes. Somebody had the hands up here. Yes. Yeah, you can make prasadam. You can actually cook food, offer it to Krishna with love and devotion and feed it to his people. Who are Krishna's people? Yes. Who else? Sorry? Say it loudly. Everybody. Everybody is Krishna's devotee. Krishna says that. That, uh, uh, that Jivera Sarupahoy Nityara Krishnadas. So if they're Krishnadas, they must be Krishna's devotees, right? Can't be Krishnadas and not Krishna's devotee. Right? We are Maya Das. You know, we like to serve Maya. We're devotees of Maya. But Krishna's devotees are known as Krishnadas, right? So everyone is Krishna's devotee. That's true. So when you make Pushadam, we can feed it to everybody, right? Which is what we do. That's another way of doing wonderful answer. And then, yes, you had your hand up? Yes. You can praise him. Yeah, you can say nice things about Krishna. Oh, he's so beautiful. Uh, he's so naughty. Because he's also very naughty, right? So, yes. Yeah, you can make garlands for him. You can offer flowers, right? So there are many, many ways. Actually, if you decide in your life that everything I am going to do has only one purpose behind it, which is what the statement was in the purport, that everything I do will have only one purpose, and that is to please Krishna, then whatever you do will actually be considered devotional service, including if you fall sick. If you fall sick, all you say to Krishna is, Krishna, obviously somehow it makes you happy that I am sick, which is why you allowed me to fall sick. Because it is said, not a blade of grass moves, Hare Krishna, not a blade of grass moves without Krishna's will. So how we became sick without Krishna's will? Must be Krishna's will, right? Now why do you think Krishna would want somebody to fall sick? Yes, a lot of times when you fall sick, you get to have rest. True, very good, good answer, yeah. Yeah, you get some pain, and then you call Krishna, right? Hey Krishna, help me out. I'd like to get well again. Please help me. I might chant a little better now. <laughs> right? So yeah. What else? Yes. Yes, you can understand more about Krishna. What is something you might understand more about Krishna by falling sick yourself? Yeah, he is also crying for us. Yes, that's true. Also, by falling sick, you can understand how people are suffering when they fall sick, right? So if we understand how other people suffer when they fall sick, then you can be more compassionate towards them. And Krishna is the example of compassion. He's always taking care of his people. So we can take care of people, right? At least we can pray for them. So by falling sick yourself, you get the experience that others are getting where they're suffering, and that allows you to understand other people better. And who are those other people? They're also children of Krishna. Shouldn't you know your own family? You should know your own family, right? So this way you come to learn about your own family. And then you can know more about the family. So even suffering can be useful. What's another way that suffering is useful? 
I'm going to talk about the negative because positive everybody agrees. Yeah, when you're having a good time, it's nice. And then you can also pray that others will have a nice time. But generally people don't like suffering. They don't like misery. They don't like difficulties in their lives. But these difficulties are very valuable. They're very, very good for us. Can anybody think why they might be good for us? Yes. Yes. It will drive us to become more dependent on Krishna. That is true. Very good. Good answer. Yes. 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 Krishna says this world is defined by two words. Dukhalaya, Asashvatam. Dukhalaya means a place of suffering. And Asashvatam means it's unstable. Things are very unstable. You know, things are going well, and suddenly things are not going well. Very good. Yes, nice answer. Yes, how others are feeling. Yes. Now, one of the best ways that suffering helps is that it contrasts pleasure. See, if there was no night, what would day feel like? Day wouldn't feel like day, right? There's only day because there is night. There is pleasure because there is pain. If there was no pain, there's no opposite, which is a pleasure. You see? If I say something doesn't exist, then how can the opposite exist? Because it can't exist too, right? You see what I'm saying? So, actually pain contrasts. So whenever we have any difficulties, we should appreciate that when the times become good, we are going to feel very nice about it, right? And we're going to think, wow, this is a lot better. So Krishna wants us to know that this material world is like the pain part of our experience. The spiritual world is like the pleasure part of our experience. So shouldn't we actually go back home? It's just like when a person becomes homeless, they're going to have a lot of difficulties, right? They have no place to stay. They don't have proper food to eat. Nobody respects them, right? They get thrown in jail sometimes, okay? So many difficulties happen. If you don't know this, please become homeless for a little while. Please go and live underneath a bridge for a little while and find out for yourself how hard it is to be a homeless person then you're going to appreciate your home a lot better. You're going to realize that, wow, it's so nice, I have an, a bed to sleep on, I have a roof over my head, the temperature is a little controlled in the house, you know, especially on a bitterly cold day, imagine sleeping outside. And you don't even have proper clothes, that you can feel warm. You see what I'm saying? People actually die because it's so cold, they die outside. So we can see that all of these can be used in Krishna's service. So when we have difficulties, yes, we will deal with the difficulty. Not that we should not deal with it. We must deal with it. But at the same time, remember, the difficulty has a purpose. Think of the difficulty as the gift wrapping on a gift. Now, especially there are sometimes when children get gifts, right? Like in America, on Christmas Eve, children given a lot of gifts. Right? And days like that. So what do you notice when the children are trying to take the gift? They rip the uh, wrapper part so fast, right? Because the wrapper is not what they're enjoying. They're enjoying the, they want to enjoy the gift inside. So the wrapper is stopping them from the gift, right? Yes. Yeah. The wrapper is stopping them from the gift. So similarly, our pain is stopping us from our pleasure. Right? So if you get past the pain, the pleasure will come. And if you get past it properly, it'll be really good pleasure. Let me tell you this. The most successful people in the world, nobody is exempted. Every last one of the successful people. Please go and ask them, when you became so successful, did you have any difficulties in your life before that? Now, one of the all-time greatest successful people in the United States of America is a person whose name is Howard Hughes. How many of you heard of Howard Hughes? Hands up. Some of you have, right? Okay. Not many people hear about Howard Hughes. He, he was so rich, he defeated the U.S. Congress on a, on a legislation just because he was so powerful. I mean, nobody defeats the U.S. Congress. U.S. Congress is the law. You can't defeat it single-handedly, right? Single-handedly he defeated. He was so powerful, but he had an issue, he had a problem. His problem was he couldn't go in the sunlight. So he went to, I think it was the Bahamas, and he built himself a very nice uh, mansion there, you know. And he created artificial sunlight inside the mansion. 
so that he can live his life nicely inside that mansion. You see what I'm saying? And he owned a lot of Las Vegas. He was very, very rich like that. So one time, one reporter went, when, if you want to speak to him, you have to go to that Las Vegas office, and there there's a box, and then you speak into the box, and then he hears it on the other side, and he'll give you the answer. That's how he used to relate with people. So this very smart reporter, she asked him a question. She said, Mr. Hughes, you're so wealthy, you're so powerful, do you remember a time in your life when you were not happy? And so there was silence. So she thought, Mr. Hughes, did you hear me? He said, yes. And again, there was silence. Then after a while, Mr. Hughes, are you still there? And he says, yes, I'm here. So what are you thinking, Mr. Hughes? He says, I'm thinking of a time in my life when I was happy. He was asked the question, can you think of a time in your life that you were not happy? And his answer was, I'm trying to think of a time in my life that I was happy and I still haven't found that time yet. So I'm thinking. It's an amazing statement, right? From the most successful person in the world. And yet when we have difficulties, how do we feel? Oh, this is bad. Does Krishna really love me? You know? Does my spouse really love me? Do my children really love me? My parents, do they really love me? Do my friends really love me? Does the country really care about me? This is how we think, right? You can see the difference in attitude between a successful person and those of us who generally live very ordinary lives. We should always understand that Krishna is always with us. How is Krishna always with us? In a minimum way, how is Krishna always with us? As Paramatma in our heart. He's always with us. Actually, that Paramatma is the same Krishna that we worship on the altar. Kalachanji is in every one of our hearts. He's sitting with us. Why are we feeling lonely? We're feeling lonely because we're ignorant. We don't know that he's with us. So we think, I'm alone. Nobody really cares. But actually, he's always with us. He always loves us. He's always figuring out how we're going to come right. He knows because who puts us in difficulties? Is it Krishna or ourselves? Ourselves, right? We put ourselves in difficulties. Nobody asked us to come to the material world. We decided, I'm going to the material world. I'm going to become the president of the United States of America. I'm going to become the prime minister of India. I'm going to become a temple president. I'm going to become a guru. I'm going to become a this, that, and the other, and everything else. And what did we find out when we came here? Even if you do become the temple president, even if you do become the president of the United States of America, even if you do become the prime minister of India, what happens? Pain is still there, right? In Hindi, there's a nice song, Rahi Manoa, Dukki Chinta Kyun Kare, Dukh Swapana Sati Hai. It's like that, that pain is always with us. Difficulty is always with us. It's like our shadow. Our shadow always follows us, right? So this is with us. So from this, we learn a lesson. The lesson we learn is, turn the uh, lemon into lemonade. How do you turn the lemon into lemonade? You understand that no matter what difficulty you're going through, that it has a purpose, you will get over it, and when you get past it, you're going to see the gift of life. And you're going to have a lot of nice time. When you are having a nice time, you think to yourself, Krishna is being very kind to me, and he's giving me this nice time. I thank Krishna, and I will enjoy that nice time nicely. Not that I reject. You don't reject nice time or bad times. You embrace them, and you use them to show Krishna more love, to actually think of Krishna more. Then Krishna says, you are doing satatam kirtayantomam. And you're doing it with determination, yadantascha dhridhavrataha. And then we're always praying to Krishna, therefore namasyantascha maam bhaktiya, nitya yukta upasate. Therefore I'm always with Krishna, I'm also always worshipping Krishna, and I am now making myself eligible to go back to the spiritual world. That makes us eligible when the time comes. By the way, death comes very quickly. Just as we saw in the case of our great friend who just left his body recently, we just did his uh, cremation ceremony. Death came very soon in his life. Death comes very soon in everybody's life. When somebody's dying, they don't think, man, it's high time I died. Most of them think, you know, 
what's going wrong? What's happening? Why can't I see properly? Why can't I hear properly? It's like all of a sudden things don't work. And death can come at what age? What age can death come at? Even in the womb of the mother, right? Death can come. It's always untimely. That's why we always say the untimely demise of so-and-so. It's always untimely. So it can come at any time. Don't think to ourselves, oh, I will die when I become 75 or 85 or 95 or 505 or 50,500. Don't think like that. It can come at any time. And when it comes, what is happening? The soul is leaving the body. The soul is not dying. And if you're always thinking of Krishna, if you start now, right now, after you heard this, anything I do, just say to Krishna, oh my dear Krishna, everything I'm going to do, whether I'm doing it while I'm breathing out, holding my breath out, breathing in, holding my breath in, or merging the two breaths. These are the five breaths. You're going to be doing something in one of these five breaths. Please understand that everything I will do, good, bad, ugly, anything that I do, is only for one reason, and that is to please you. And you will see magic happen in your life. Those of us who have tried it have seen miracles happen in our lives. In fact, sometimes you have to say to Krishna, please Krishna, I'm embarrassed. You're doing too much for me. I don't deserve this. This is too much. Please. Please give me a little more difficulty in my life. But then I chant better when I get difficulties. <laughs> when you have a good time, you tend to forget a little, you know, about Krishna. We tend to become proud. Then we criticize somebody else. And by the way, that's the biggest mistake you can make in your life, is to offend another child of Krishna. If you offend a child of Krishna, that is called child abuse. You're doing child abuse if you offend anybody. Because that person is a child of Krishna, whether that person is 150 years old or 150 minutes old, 150 seconds old. Understand, everyone is a child of Krishna. Do not ever hurt other people. That is the one thing Krishna says, anything you do will not make me angry. But when you hurt my child, my hands start shaking with rage. My hands start shaking. You know, sometimes you notice, right? Somebody gets very angry, their hands are shaking. Because there's so much rage in their body, you know? Their hands are shaking. Don't do that to Krishna. We are going to love Krishna. Why cause Krishna any unhappiness? By the way, Krishna feels much more unhappiness when we make his children unhappy than if we try to make him unhappy. You can try to make Krishna unhappy and he will laugh and have a good time. Just like, you know, how sometimes you see little children, they play with their parents, right? And they might pull the mother's hair or take off the glasses. The mother doesn't feel any pain. Yeah, it's painful. Mother, mother is laughing. Oh, my child is pulling my hair. My, ch- my child took my glasses off. There's so much love for that child. Mother is not thinking there's any pain here. Mother knows the child is playing with me. I want to play with my child. So child doesn't know how to play, so it's pulling the mother's hair. You see what I'm saying? The mother does not take offense. Similarly, Krishna knows we're ignorant. Sometimes we do things that are not the right thing to do. But do it with him. But with others, be very careful. Always in a good mood for other people. For, 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 for ourselves and Krishna, we can have an intimate mood. That's a different story. So this is the verse that we're reading about today. And this is a very important verse. Because this teaches us how we can be truly successful in our lives. If we do this, even if you do this today, and five minutes later we hear, you left your body, Krishna will give you success. Because you died doing the right thing. You came in the end at least to the right conclusion. You see what I'm saying? You got the right answer in the end. So please, it's never too late. No matter how old we are or how young we are, get started as soon as possible. Praying to Krishna, I am yours and you are mine. Everything I will do will have only one purpose and that is to please you. And if you keep saying that, just like when you fall sick, what does the doctor do? He gives us medicine and he says, take two pills three times a day. Right? So here, the system is, three times a day, morning, lunch, and evening, remind yourself that I am Krishna's and Krishna is mine. Krishna is mine means I have to look after Krishna. 
Not only Krishna is looking after me, I also look after Giri. Mother Yashoda never thinks what Krishna will do for me. She's always thinking what I will do for Krishna. Right? And that everything I will do, I will do only for one reason, that is to please you, Krishna. I love you so much. You are my only everything. Everybody is something to you. Somebody is your spouse, somebody is your brother, somebody is your sister, somebody is your mother, somebody is your father, somebody is your dog, somebody is your cat, somebody is your boss, somebody is your enemy. You really shouldn't have enemies. But Krishna is everything to each person. Only Krishna is everything to each person. And the best of everything. You want to make Krishna his enemy, your enemy? He can become the best enemy. This is why uh, Duryodhan and people like Ravan got benefit, right? They became enemies of Krishna, but they got liberation. Why? Because they fought with Krishna. They fought with Ram. If you fight with Ram and Krishna, Krishna enjoys the fight too, right? He's also a chivalrous person. Not that we should make him enemy. We should never think Krishna is enemy. But I'm saying, even if you make that mistake, it's better to do that than to ignore Krishna. The worst thing you can do to anybody is to ignore them. You know, Bhakta George is sitting here. If I see Bhakta George in the hallway and I turn my head and walk past him, how will he feel? He'll feel this person is trying to insult me by ignoring me. Instead, we say, Hare Krishna, how are you doing? And they feel some affection. Right? So we don't ignore Krishna. We always remember Krishna. Krishna is everywhere. Where is Krishna not? He is everywhere. So thank you very much. Uh, we've really uh, gone um, a lot into the time. Anybody has any question, anything you'd like to say, any disagreements with what I said? I love it when people disagree with me. I really love it. Because then it shows, do I really know my subject or not properly? You see what I'm saying? So I like the most brutal questions, the most insulting questions you can give me. By the way, when anybody insults you, if they're insulting you incorrectly, they're giving away their good karma to you. So I tell people, please insult me. This I'll get your good karma, right? I don't have to work for it. I'll get it free of charge. Never be affected by what others do to you because it's their business, not your business. Your business is what? What is our business? What did it say here? What is our business? The business of is to glorify God. To always remember God Never forget God. Always remember Krishna. Never forget Krishna. That's our business. Anybody does anything else, that's their business. Why I'm becoming affected by that? Right? I might want to help them, but I shouldn't start also suffering because they decided that they wanted to be miserable in their life. You know? If you're walking on the street and a dog barks at you, do you go on your fours and bark back at the dog? Oh, you are on your fours. I'll also go on my fours. And you are going woof, woof. So I'm going to go woof, woof too. And bark back at you. How many of us do that? By the way, it's a smart thing to do. Dogs like it when you woof, woof back to them. Because they think at least he's speaking my language. He's one of me. And they'll shake their late tails. You'll notice it. Try this out. They'll shake their tails, which means they're happy. They'll bark at you. And they'll show you their teeth, then you show them your teeth too. Now you might not have very good teeth, so brush your teeth nicely in the morning and then show it to them. And tell them, who has better teeth, you or me? Do we do this? You really want to act like a dog, be a dog. But you're not a dog, you're a human being, act like a human being. Human being's purpose is always to love God and to share the glory of God with everybody. Because they're all Krishna's children. This is our process. This is why Prabhupada set up the Hare Krishna movement. He didn't set up the Hare Krishna movement to make money. He could have been a great billionaire. He didn't set up the Hare Krishna movement for fame. You notice we don't advertise ourselves. The only thing that we are interested in is devotion to God and taking care of his people. And people appreciate that. They tell us that. That one thing you can say about the Hare Krishnas is that they have Real devotion for Krishna. Everything else, Hare Krishnas may not be very good at. But, devotion to Krishna, sorry, that's our game. That's us. 
That's who we are. Any uh, points anybody would like to raise? Questions? Anything? We're about to start with our kirtan. Please do kirtan nicely when you do kirtan. Kirtan is, of course, kirtan itself, right? It's called kirtan. It's glorification of God. But anything and everything is glorification of God if it is meant for the pleasure of God and for broadcasting his glories to others, sharing that with others. And that is glorification. No matter what you're doing, even if you're sleeping, if you tell God, I'm sleeping for your pleasure, so I can be rested, so I can think more about you, and I can dream about you in the night, and this, that, and the other, that is also devotion. Please understand this point. This is why Prabhupada says that a Mahatma is always, non-stop, always relating with Krishna. Now, does the Mahatma have to sleep? Yes or no? Yes. Does the Mahatma have to go to the bathroom? Yes or yes? It's always yes. Mahatma has to do everything we have to do. He also needs food. He also needs some income so that he can actually survive. He has also got rent to pay. He also needs a place to stay. Now somebody may give it to him, but often it's not like that. Because the people of this world are always about themselves. It's all about me, 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 me. Don't worry about anybody else. So Mahatma doesn't always get that support. Mahatma doesn't worry. Mahatma goes and does whatever is necessary to keep body and soul together. At the same time, always remember Krishna and always spread the glories of Krishna to everybody so everybody else can be Mahatma too. Because that is what pleases Krishna the most. All right? Anybody want to ask anything, say anything? You're all very shy. Either you all 100% agree with me or you don't want to create a ruckus. Even though I'd like to create a ruckus. Nice to know in front of Kalachanji we created a ruckus and we sorted it out, right? All right, thank you all very much. Um, I wish you all a great new year, uh, 2022. Um, every year is always the best year if we have this type of uh, understanding in our life, no matter what happens, we are able to see it in light of Krishna consciousness. And therefore, we remain encouraged, we encourage other people, we always support other people, we're always very cooperative with other people, helping them in their lives, serving them. And the only reason we're able to do that is because Krishna allows us to do that. Better to be a person who can serve others than to actually suffer on your own. When you focus, I keep saying this in my classes, if you just remember one thing from my class, and that is always focus on other people's happiness. Your happiness will be guaranteed. You ask all the topmost people in this world, no matter what they became, they always thought how they can do something for others, and what happened for them was automatically there. Naturally, you want to make a lot of money, you help other people make a lot of money. You're going to make a lot of money. You want to become very Krishna conscious? Help others to become Krishna conscious. You're naturally going to become very Krishna conscious. The fastest way to do anything in this world. Only one thing that will add to that, and that is, do what you love doing. Because when you love it, then you don't have the problem of the pain. Just because the mother loves the baby, no matter how much pain that baby causes the mother, the mother does not feel the pain. Mother is still happy. My baby, my baby, my baby. Because the mother loves the baby so much. So if we love Krishna so much, there is no pain that is going to affect us. Because we're going to be so much absorbed in trying to please Krishna that the pain is not going to be much effect. Just like some of you may remember when you get so busy, you forget having breakfast, right? No time for breakfast. No time for things that you would love to do. You have no time because you're so busy taking care of what you are doing. And you like what you're doing. That's what happens in life. We're so busy loving Krishna and thinking of Krishna and every small thing we do, the tiniest thing we do, do it for Krishna's pleasure, but do something that you love doing in your life. Figure out what you really, really, really love doing in your life. You will find that is going to help you become very successful. Because Krishna has given everybody a nature 
to find pleasure in something. Prabhupada found pleasure in traveling around the world, speaking about Krishna, making disciples, singing uh, the glories of Krishna. He found pleasure in that, serving his spiritual master. And look what he did. He saved the whole world as a result. Because he did what he loved doing. Even though in India, at three different temples, he was asked to leave. He was told, don't, don't come to this temple. Still, it didn't stop him. He was going to travel around the world. Those temples were in India, right? He traveled around the world. And he became well known all over the world. Then when he went back to India, they started worshipping him. They thought, oh, you're the best amongst the Indians. The same temples who were saying, get out of my temple, were now saying, please come to our temple. See how he turned around? Whereas you could fight with the temple and say, why are you kicking me out, a bad temple, and create all sorts of conflict, right? He didn't do that. He said, okay, no problem. Krishna is everywhere, I'll go and... Anyway, my spiritual master said, go to the West and speak in English. Maybe Krishna is pushing me by kicking out of this temple. Go, go, go. I told you to go, what are you doing here? You see? Prabhupada, such a good attitude. Have a good attitude in your life. With good things that you want to do, happy things, and a good attitude, you can do amazing things in your life. And associate with people who have that type of attitude so that you can also gain that attitude and gain that type of affinity to serve Krishna and all of his people like that. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Vanchakapaturvascha kripasandhubhyayvacha patitanam pavanebhya veshnavebhya namonama anantakuti veshnava brindaki jai shrimad bhagavad gita yatharupa ki jai nitai gorpyamanande hari hari so now I'm going to uh, give a few announcements, as I said in the class. Oh, by the way, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna. Hare Rama. Hare Rama. Rama Rama. Hare Hare. So on behalf of our temple, I'd like to thank Daujinitai Prabhu, you here? Daujinitai Prabhu. Anybody else from that team? They're all cooking right now. Let's please give them a big hand for the cooking. They're done. And today's feast unusually is uh, donated by the temple itself in honor of Johnny Prabhu, uh, Dilcheni Prabhu, uh, because he did so much for our temple, we felt obliged that the temple should do something for him. So today's feast is for him. So Johnny Prabhu Ki Jai. And uh, also... Uh, I'd like to welcome those of you who have come for the first time. Uh, can I recognize those of you who have come for the first time back at the temple? First time.